You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. To part two of our episode with our mamas, um, we're going to dive into just the rest of our questions. Um, the last one was a little bit long. We left you on a little bit of a cliffhanger. We're back with Carrie and Ardell and, of course, you know, my co-host, Cameron. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're just going to jump right in with the rest of these questions here. So, yeah, the question that we left off with um, on the last part was... What is your number one piece of advice you could give to any mom at any time of her journey? I think that um, to remember that each each season that you're in is temporary. Because, I mean, I think about, you know, like, I have a friend whose kids have just been sick a lot. And, she's, and they're young. And she's sitting at home, feels like she's missing out on things, you know, because she's sitting at home. And it's like, you know what, I, we went, I went through that too. But it's temporary. It's not going to last forever. And, and just to try and, and enjoy each season that you have. Even yeah. though there's like frustrating times where the babies are waking up all night or... You know, things are not going like you wish. Or the teenagers are staying out all night. Yes. Or... <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think that just to try and try and I, I feel like as a mom, you're so, you have so many things that you have to get done to make the house run efficiently and you forget sometimes to just enjoy the kids. Mm, for so. sure. Very good. Yeah. That is really good. How about you, Mom? I think... To keep your eye on the goal. Mm. Um, Jay and I constantly, you know, how to act or react and um, whether the battle was important enough or, you know, to act or react. And, well, let's see, we want our girls to grow up to be kind, loving, generous, responsible, hardworking Christian women. So what is the proper way to react in this situation to affirm that or to take one step closer to that goal? So, um, you know, you, you may want to let this behavior slide this time, but what message is that sending? Is, is, that, is that a step towards our goal? Or is this punishment going to get us one step closer to that goal or help them learn the lesson or so to try and help us stay on track we asked ourselves that quite often um and 
and it and it could be painful and a lot of times the pe- punishment was more painful than for the parents than mm. for the child yes um <laughs> and a lot of times we paid in time and energy and emotions a lot more than the child did but your goal is to get these precious little blessings to a place where they can be precious little blessings <laughs> to not little tyrants yeah <laughs> and um so yeah, to keep your eye on the goal and do what it takes to have them be wonderful members of society once they're grown and gone. Um, okay, and then what would you say is your biggest regret in life? It took me several years into marriage and parenthood to realize the wisdom of my husband. Um, I, I, hmm. We wound up parenting our five little ones, quote unquote, differently than our two older ones. Um, first of all, we were, we were baby Christians with the two little ones. Two and, older ones. Two older ones. And then, of course, as, as you grow in your faith and grow in your walk, you gain more wisdom and knowledge. So that helped with the five little ones. Um, but also I had, I, I'm firstborn, strong-willed, A-type personality. And my husband is very kind and gentle and generous and, and patient. And so it took me a while to become that, that gentle, submissive, listen to my husband kind of wife that I should have been. And... Um, soon as I learned that, things went a lot smoother <laughs> and with parenthood especially. And um, so if I had one major thing to do over again, I would have asked the Lord to teach me that lesson when I was yeah, 16, <laughs> 16. <laughs> instead of 26. So yeah, I think so. Okay. That's a good one. I hadn't thought of that one when I was trying to think of my biggest regrets. <laughs> I, you know, when I turned 40, I spent some time really like reflecting back on my life and like where I was. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of decided at that point in time, I mean, there's a lot of things that I did that I don't necessarily wish I would have done, but that's what made me into who I right. am right. now. So True. I kind of was like, okay, I, I did those things, but it helped me become who I am. So I was kind of, I wasn't really thinking that I had a lot of regrets from any of those kind of choices, but I do, I could have been much more respectful of my husband in our younger years. Definitely. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is just, I wish I wouldn't have lost my patience so much with Mm. my kids. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm. I've come a long ways in that. And I've tried to decide, is that because (laughs) they're not under our feet? making us lose our patience or is it because we've become more mature and are handling it better i've tried to determine that i don't know which it is are they doing less irritating things or are you just the irritating things are different well they're maturing too well i think (laughs) like when i spend a longer period of time like with my family and with like you and dad there'll be things that i'm like oh my Roles have reversed. Or no, I just mean like you probably feel the same way oh. after we've been together like two weeks. You know? Right, like you've kind of had enough last like, week last week Cameron was bombarding me with texts about because we've been trying to set up this big podcast weekend where we're recording quite a few different episodes. 
and she was bombarding me with texts, and I kind of just ignored her for a day. And she and she came to my house the next day after the day I had been ignoring her, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I just I needed a day. And sometimes you just sometimes you just need. And I told her that. And I'm like, sometimes I feel like sometimes you just like, okay, I've had enough of you. Like you used to tell Serena, you know, Serena, you need to stop talking. My, my ears, ears are hurt. tired. <laughs> right. My you know. So I think hurt. that. Do you think that has anything to do with it too? Like you just. Well, yeah, because well, obviously, when when they're little, you I mean, you've got them twenty four seven, right? And you do never, and then you do lose your patience. But I was just but saying, like, I don't know. if you're with me for a longer period of time now. You'd probably get more annoyed and less patient with me. Yeah, right. Then, right. That's what I meant by when I say yeah. when I'm with you guys for several weeks. It's the same with Brady. Right. If I don't leave, because sometimes I go to dinners on the weekend. If it's been a couple weekends and I haven't left, I'm like, I need to get away from you for just a day. <laughs> I didn't know. Just a day. Just a day. And then after a day, I'm like, okay, I'm good now. Right. So I mean, that's just a breather. Just, that's just all I meant by that. But, yeah. but don't you think it's some of both? Because we have lost our temper enough times that we've learned Learn from, from it, it and regret it. So we don't want to do it again. Yeah. And um, and it really doesn't help. Right. You know, I was talking to a young mother the other day, and I said, I can tell you from experience, I used to have a hot German temper, and the Lord, that's one thing I know the Lord has worked on me because I've come a long ways, in, at right. least in that part. Of, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you that there are different ways to handle it that are much more effective than losing your temper and yelling. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even... As the girls got older, it, it just, it, it it's painful for both sides, yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't work as well as some other things might. So I, I think it's some of both, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah. I often think, I mean, kids are just amazing in that they, they just forgive, oh, you know. I just, sometimes I you. just will cry because I just think, I can't some of the things I did, yes, me. and they, <laughs> just, they just forgive and they're just like, they still think well, you're okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to Malia about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, how many mistakes I made and, and how I hurt you girls over the years. And I said, I just still, it just makes my heart hurt. And she goes, yeah, but mom, just like you told us, you know, and I'm sorry, men's a, a million hurts, right. you know, just a simple, I'm sorry, admitting that you made a mistake and saying, I'm sorry, heals so much, you know, and, um, so I, I, I was glad for that. So, you know, to hear that from one of my kids that my I'm sorry's actually did maybe. Did something. Did, yeah. He, you know, took away some of the hurt. Yeah. So, so this next question is a question from, um, well, we have a couple questions that are coming up are questions from listeners. Oh, so uh, when we said that we were going to have our moms on the podcast, they put some questions in. And the first one is dating advice. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. <laughs> Never date. <laughs> Boys have cooties. <laughs> oh, goodness. I struggle with dating advice because, like, Rick is the only one I ever dated. So, but, you know, I think I think group activities is good and to keep it at a friend, get to know them at a friend level before mm. you move to a romantic level, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I'm very distressed that this world takes such a casual view of relationships. I mean, people jump right into intimacy, you know, as as recreation almost. Yeah. And and that's not what it's meant to be. And there's so many dangers emotionally and physically and everything with that. And um, our girls were 
the one thing we said is, you know, like Carrie said, um, group and don't even think about dating until you know them well enough in a friend setting and a group setting that you think this might be the one, you know, and, and then, you know, jump. But yeah, I, I think we need to take it more seriously and carefully. And also, I don't think you have to date no. like at a young, young to age, me, yeah. like the whole high school thing. When you start dating, especially in a small town, in a big town, it's probably not as big a deal. But in a small town, when you date somebody and then you break up, it just complicates your friendships. Yeah, it does. Because then you have friends with everyone. Yeah, Yeah. and you have like group friends where the boys and the girls hang out together. And so then once you break up, it's like, oh well, you can't invite this one boy, but this one boy is actually friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he doesn't come, then that other guy isn't gonna come. Yeah, he doesn't come, then his girlfriend isn't gonna come. And then if she doesn't come, and then pretty much you're just. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, well, and we had one daughter that did that, and then basically got blackballed, even at church for a while, and it was very hurtful. And and she didn't do it meanly. I mean, yeah. she did it kindly. It's just this isn't. Which I mean, that's just high school. And yeah. Right. That's but, just, so that's why. Yeah. But still, you small, right. you're right. Wait, small town, older. especially. Yep. Small yeah. Town especially. Yep. Um, also something too that's very important but it's really hard when you are like blinded by love is to make sure that you are like still doing stuff with your friends mm, and you're yeah. not you're not just spending all your time with them and I have seen several different times where people get into relationships and they just like go full heartedly in and then two years later the relationship ends and they have no friends left mm. yeah. and I think that's really sad like you need to make sure you include your friends and it's going to be hard and you're going to want to go spend time with that person instead but you need to right. say no I'm going to go spend time with my friends because it's the right thing to do right so yeah that's, that's a good one yeah that is good that's good do you you did a lot of casual dating before dad I did but I wasn't raised in a Christian home and I do you regret it at all um I never did anything to regret. Right. You know, um, um, you know, I, I, my father put the fear of the Lord in me, um, to do anything that was inappropriate. So it was just really a lot of kind of dating for fun and just to go do things. Right. You Mm. know, um, and I wasn't, I mean, I thought I was a Christian back then, but I wasn't. If I had understood what I understood now, I would do things differently. But like right. I said, I didn't do anything inappropriately, but I probably would have kept it more groupy right. than just yeah. me and a guy yeah. going to a movie or going to get pizza. Um, so regrets, nah, yeah. not really, but I can see now it, it might have been better not to. <laughs> I mean, because you do wind up with, hurt feelings right. and mm-hmm. and it's so avoidable if you just stay friends in a group yeah mom do you want to share that part that you told me that Sadie Robertson said on her podcast about um who was the guy that it was with and it was about like the tinder app um it was she was interviewing Levi Lusco and he was talking about which Cameron explained tinder to me I didn't totally know what it was so we do think you know it, what tinder is mom Mm-mm. so it's like an app and you submit like you have a profile and and it's quote unquote a dating app, but it's kind of turned mm. into a hooking up app. Okay. And so you see a picture of somebody, you swipe yes or you swipe like no. And if you each swipe yes, then that means you guys match. And then lots of times you meet up. And sometimes it's a date, and sometimes that's how people take it. But sometimes it's just to like have sex. Right. So so anyway, the, Levi Lesko is telling that a gal had done this in New York and had met up with a guy and they had slept together. And then she was getting 
um, dressed and she heard something and she turned around and he was on tender swiping the next gal. Oh. And so it was like, you know, what he thought was going to satisfy him and fulfill him obviously didn't. So he had to go to the next. Mm. So. And see, and I just wanted, we were in um, Malia's store that she was managing in Kansas City and she wasn't married yet. And a guy came up and asked her to hook up. And I did not understand what hooking up meant at the time. And then I thought it just meant, you know, let's go get a pizza or a cup of coffee. You know, yeah. shows you my age. And, my age. And, um, and, so and later I said, well, and in my innocence, I said, so are you going to hook up with me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and William said, Mom. I said, what? And she goes, I'm never going to hook up with anybody. I said, what? And, you know, and she goes, Mom, you must not know what that means. I said, no. And she explained to me what hooking up was. And I was horrified. And I was more horrified that somebody would come up to my child. I went and found that young man and I gave him one for What? How did you find him? Well, my I mean, mom has done, some, has some, done some audacious things in her time. Do you remember when I told you that story of us driving along the road? And, um, is it still recording? Yeah, it's still recording. It's oh. fine. Okay. Do you want to plug it in? Um, no, it's fine. Do you remember that story that I told you about when we were driving along the road and this guy cut my mom off? And so she turned over and we were in like a big city. I don't remember what city it was. We were in a van full of people and she like looks at him and gives him this look and throws her hands up in the air. And, and it was Clarissa. Clarissa was driving. It was this old and she was in the passenger seat. She goes, what are you doing? And all of us were like, mom, do not engage. We're in a big city. We're in a big city. And this guy comes cruising oh. up alongside of us. He has a cigarette in one hand. He has his cane in the other hand. <laughs> and he's smoking and waving his cane at my mom in the air. And I'm like, who is steering that vehicle right now? Because I know it's not him. And he's like cussing my mom out and F this and F that. And my mom's just like standing there. She's like, girls, nobody like right Mom, you're the one who did this. Oh, wait, wait. Go back to this. So you were still in the mall when you figured out what, that he'd asked yeah. you. Yeah. So, then so you I went and found, found him. him. How'd you find him though? I don't know. I, I'm a mom. Did somebody just offend <laughs> So tell me what you did. Well, I just went up to him. I said, how dare you insult my child like that? I said, that is so disrespectful to her and to you. Yeah. And I said, and this is ridiculous. This is dangerous. And it's not healthy. Emotionally or physically or psychologically, you need to get on a different path, sir. <laughs> and what do you say? Did yeah. you say anything? He just, I think he was so dumbfounded. Yeah. I, you know. Nothing. You Could know, you imagine yeah. if someone put it? Oh my gosh! Put him in the in the spot, and I'm I. Oh, and then I hear that word so often now, it just crushes my heart. Yeah, I, that's just oh, so sad. I was just gonna tell you a hooking up story on your father. <gasps> what? Oh. What? <laughs> yes, he has. There's a a lady that he gets parts from in Brookings, and she's older than us, so I don't I don't know if she's. I mean, she's not retired, so she's somewhere 50s, getting probably close to 60. And she is one of those people that calls everybody honey, sweetie, mm, dear. And yeah. so I always give him a hard time. Because honestly, when he talks to her, she gives the honey, the sweetie, the dear a lot. But when I talk to her, I don't get that. <laughs> and so I always give him a hard time that it's his girlfriend. Anyway, he gets very frustrated with me and flustered when I give him a hard time. Anyway, at one point, they were talking on the phone, and and he's like... 
wanting to say to her, well, I, I would like to meet you. So when we're in Brookings, you know, at least then we know who we're talking to. But he said he used hooking up. He's like, we need to hook up. And I said, oh, no, dear. You cannot use that. I said, the good news is she's older than you. you don't think so she, she, she probably doesn't know. understand she what probably hooking know. Is. No, she had no, no clue what hooking up. Oh, right. my God. Right. She thought it meant going to get coffee or something. Yeah. yeah. No, I think meeting she, meeting, it was meeting to get parts. Probably, yeah. Right? yeah. To get parts yeah. They shopping. were just going to meet at the store. Oh, and then he would at gosh. least know who he's talking well, to. And on that used to be part of our slang is, where do you want to hook up? That means where do you want to meet yeah. up? Yeah. To, you know, makes sense. So just like we used to wear thongs on our feet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my no. gosh. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But along with this dating thing is, I was gonna say, uh, with advice is, don't use Tinder, kids. And also, um, there is, like, I'm not against, like, online dating and that kind of stuff. And there is, like, apps out there that it is for people who want to do serious relationships. Mm. Like, have you, I don't know if you've heard of, like, Bumble. Okay, Bumble. I actually went on Bumble to find friends. But everyone was, like, weird. So I got off it really quick. Yeah. But But one of my really good friends has found her, like, guy she's going to marry on Bumble. And so that's just really cool. Like, so we're not. You kind of use technology. Just saying, maybe Tinder isn't the smartest choice. Um, Careful. But yeah. yeah, but Bumble you can actually specify like looking for something serious, looking for a hookup, not in the coffee sense, mm-hmm. or if you're looking for like friendship and then like girl or guy yeah. friendships. So and you can put really like cool. what things are important to you on there right. too, like yeah. if you work out or if you, um what religion you are, those right. kinds of things because those are things. I mean, not necessarily working out, but like religion is obviously a big deal for right. when you're looking yep. for your forever someone. Yeah. yeah. And on Bumble, not that, you know, we're plugging Bumble right now. Let's go Bumble! Yeah, Bumble! This is an ad! Yeah, support us. Um, But anyway, they also, um, I don't know, I completely just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, um, guys can't talk to girls first. Girls have to, when you match with someone, girls have to be the first one to reach out to the guy so they can't, like, slide in with something inappropriate. Right. Which is, like, you know, politically correct, someone would say that's sexist, but I think that's so smart because... Guys are just, they're just out there to, they're out there to, they're just out there to hook up. Yeah. (sighs) Most of them. Um, Most of them. Some of them. There's some good eggs out there. Excuse us. Excuse us. (laughs) Do you want, okay, you want to read the next question? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. What do you wish your younger selves had, would have known in your twenties? Everything. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Or maybe not even because I guess like Carrie said, it's turning into the person you are today, but. Well, there is that, but, you know, and, and people often ask, you know, oh, I'd love to go back to high school, or wouldn't you just love to do over? And most of us are like, no. No. But if I could know what I know now, and some of the wisdom I've gained and could go back and do it again, yes. Right. Uh, because, of course, you, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you wouldn't make the same mistakes, but then you'd probably make different ones. Yeah. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> what do you wish your younger selves would have known in your 20s? Mm. Wow, I don't remember you putting that on my practice list. What about you, Carrie, then? I you think a minute. I okay. wish that I would have, I mean, because I really struggled with loneliness in my 20s. Mm. And I thought I was the only one. Mm. So I wish I would have known <clears throat> that a lot of people around me were struggling with with that and that I wasn't the only one and so I think I would have given me a little bit more courage to reach out mm. yeah. more to That's others. Awesome. We just talked about that in mm-hmm. our last podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one. Hmm. I wish I would have understood in the same light that everybody's insecure mm-hmm. in their own way. 
you know, I wasn't the only one sitting at home thinking everybody else was out having fun and had a friend to go to the movies with and had their friend to go shopping. There were other girls out there that wished somebody liked them enough to call them to go shopping or whatever. Right. And that I wasn't the only one that felt like nobody loved me. I want to eat worms. You know, right. we all have insecurities, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for this, for your generation, it's compounded because we didn't have social media to see okay. who was, was out going to the movies yeah. and shopping without us. Exactly. And so you guys get that thrown in your face every day. Right. And I think, so I think it's, I think it's more compounded for your mm -hmm. generation even yeah. to, mm -hmm. to feel even more loneliness because of that, I think. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to call people out on it though. Like if you didn't get invited to go ice skating and it was your two best friends, you text them and you say, why wasn't I invited? Right. Because I did that to you. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I remember that. I was like, so, I was like, so, I was like kind of butthurt. Like, I wasn't going to be in Sioux Falls that weekend, but I was like kind of butthurt. And Jenna, well, that's why you do. Yeah, I know. Invited. And Jenna texted me and she's like, well, we didn't think you were going to be here. I'm like, well, I wasn't, but you still could have invited me. But you still could have invited me. Yeah, she was, uh, she was not cool with that. Well, Oral, was, I posted on Instagram once and she was like, text me. She commented on my Instagram post, text me back. She could, she, but it was, she, yeah, she put a, I had texted her like a, couple hours ago no response and then she puts a post on instagram so i commented on it and i said text me back <laughs> just call just call them out on it you're having fun without me and i'm not okay with it yeah just yeah. don't i just gotta call people out on their crap yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that. that when you think you kind of got out of that um that kind of feeling lonely thinking you were the only one you know when i moved to gettysburg yep which was 20 years ago so what was i Let's see. So you would have been like, what, 39, 40? Well, you were 42 when I was born, so 44. And this is this is the first time I'm a whole... Well, no, the last two years in high school when we moved to Custer, I had what I consider true friends that I was comfortable and confident in. Mm -hmm, right. Um, up till then, I, I had friends, but I was always insecure and felt like odd man out type thing. Um, and then the whole time we lived in Rapid, I always felt like that. Um, I mean, I had friends, but I always felt like the one that got left out or wasn't really wanted or, I mean, it's hard to explain. Right. But, and right. maybe someone was in my own mind, you right. know. Right. Sometimes yeah. we're but, um, I think most of it is in our own mind. Yeah, yeah. We imagine that they don't want to be with right. us, but they do. It's uh, yeah. just. But why didn't they call it. me yeah. when the other three went out together? Yeah. You know, anyway. But why didn't I call them? Yeah. You yeah. know, there mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. Um, but then when we moved here. Um, it was just almost instantaneous that I had friends and they've been my friends now for 20 years yeah. through thick and thin. I mean, they love right. me in spite of myself, right? you know, and I'm, and I've grown in my faith really here a yeah. lot, a lot, which helps because yeah. if nobody loves me, God still does, right. <laughs> you know? And, um, so yeah, it took me what, Yeah. A, a lot of time, and I and I tell you girls too. I the cat wants oh to be on the my gosh, this is not gonna be okay. Oh, it's everybody, fine. comment. Everyone, chill. The cat. Listen. Nobody minds the cat. <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, I've come to believe really that insecurity is straight from Satan. First of all, if you're insecure and thinking about that, it's very self-centered. And how many wonderful things especially relationships, does it keep you from? Yeah, that's true. You know, and, um, and 
you sit at home hurting and which means you're not involved in life and friendship and and relationships and it keeps you very concentrated on yourself mm. and none of that's healthy and mm. and and think about when you're in those insecure moments i mean i mean my chest just hurts and heart hurts and everything feels tight and tense yeah you can't be you right and then you wind and then when you do get around people and you're having those insecure moments you wind up acting and sounding like an idiot anyway yeah so you might as well just relax and be your normal idiot silly Mm -hmm. self yeah you know and hope for the best yeah so so what is some advice that you would give to a newly expecting mom or a first-time mom relax Clarissa just cracked me up. She just she has a two month old, and um, just a couple months before it's getting born, we were talking on the phone. She was going to be born. Um, she was she was just in panic mode. She goes, "I'm just scared to death." And I said, "Of labor?" And she goes, "Well, yeah, that, but that's not what I mean." And she goes, "This life." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "I'm going to be a mom." I said, "Yeah," and she goes, "But mom." These people in the hospital are going to trust me with this thing and give it to me and let me take it home <laughs> and expect me to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And she goes, mom. <laughs> and I said, do not understand. I said, it's fine. You know, you're basically you do what comes naturally. I said, you know, even, even with all, I mean, I dropped Malia on her head, which probably kind of explains explains a lot but um but still i they will survive and um even in your mistakes they'll turn out to be blessings and you just need to relax and it'll it'll be fine but i i think we get so tense and i have one daughter right now that is struggling so much she's so stressed and i think if she just would breathe deep and relax and like you said this is a season you know this too shall pass it'll be fine you know just relax and enjoy even the tough moments yeah and honestly I I remember them telling us that with Cameron too when she was in that fussy stage they said well they they can sense it and so like we're nervous and so then therefore she's cranky I don't know I don't know I don't know if it's if well, it truly is. But. And, and when Jay was down in Louisiana, um, Beckham was much calmer and happier. Well, Jay has that effect on everybody. Mm. Uh, you know, I'd have a stressful day and Jay'd walk in and pick up the child and they're immediately happy. He'd take the babies and go lay on the couch and lay them on his chest and they'd both be sound asleep. I even trying to get that child to sleep for 24 hours. I, mm-hmm. You know, so I really think there's something in that just... Relax. Breathe deep and relax. You know. What advice would you give, Carrie? Um, I so one thing I remember when I was ha- when we had little kids, I always felt like that was like, okay, that's my side thing, but like I wanted to do something that mattered, and so like mm. I felt like I needed to be doing something else outside of the house. I needed to be doing, you know, like reaching out to these people or doing this or doing that in order to really make a difference. Mm. Right, but. What I came to learn later on is my kids were my purpose. That mm-hmm. was that was my ministry. That was should have been, you know, just training them was my ministry. I didn't need another side gig. Right. So that's what, what I think what I is would. That, what is that old-fashioned saying that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world? Mm. And it, it's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, and as Christians, we also believe that our number one job as a parent 
well, our number one job, if you are a parent, is to raise that child to know the Lord. If you have done that, you've succeeded in life. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that, your life, no matter what else you have accomplished, pretty much you, you didn't do the main thing. Mm -hmm. right. So... But at the same point, they have to make their own decisions. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But we have to, I mean... Yeah. You have to do your part. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. definitely. That's yeah. good. Um, okay, what's some advice you give to a mom entering her child's teen years? Give them away. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Just kidding. I enjoyed the teen years. Oh, God. I remember, you, yeah, you're still in them. You're still I'm in still them. in them. I remember being so scared of the teen years. I was just like, in fact, I used to pray that Jesus would come again before Cameron <laughs> was a teenager. Yes! Oh, and I, my, I would tell people that all the time. I'm like, I just pray that Jesus returns before Cameron becomes a teenager. <laughs> did you want to become a grandparent someday? Uh, I did not want to go through the teen years. I was so scared of the teen years. <laughs> Can we skip the teen years and go right to grandmother? But yeah. I, I'll never forget... One time, um, Marcy Ritter, who has now passed away, but she, I remember her telling me in the nursery when, like, LaKayla was a teenager, and I said something to her about, oh, I just dread it, and she's like, the teen years are fun. Mm. She says, it's so much fun. She says, it's like you're getting to see the person they're becoming, and you can have a conversation, and you can actually play games other than hi-ho cheerio or you know <laughs> yeah and right. anyway i i agree it, teen years were fun i mean not not saying that there wasn't stress and and Struggles. there's yeah but they are fun so i i think i would just say don't be afraid of it and enjoy the season that you're in kind of seems to be the resounding advice yeah. yes it is. it is buckle up and <laughs> and see what happens <laughs> wait for the roller coaster they're fun so, all right, and then, and lastly, what is the best and worst slash hardest part of being a mom in general? Closing statements, ladies. Maybe it's just because of the stage of life that I'm in, but I kind of think the worst part is them leaving home. Mm. Yeah. Um, and another thing is just like you finally figure out how to deal with the stage that they're in and oh. you find, and then they're on to the next stage. Yep. And it's like, now you got to start all over again. Like I just got it figured out. And now they're in a new stage and you have to figure that out. So. I feel that in life though. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I got this figured out. And you're like, and kind of like settled in and then life's like curveball and you're like, cool. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's my entire life. And along the same line, you finally figure out how to parent this child, but then the Lord gives you another one with a totally different personality, and you're back to square one. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, and try that seven times. I mean, every <laughs> single child had their own personality, their own weaknesses, their own strengths. It can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... <laughs> I feel like I wish that we could like have a video of us recording this too because I feel like some of these questions, we would say them and they would just like look off into the distance. This <laughs> is kind of like glazed over look and I'm just like, I wonder what's going through their head right now. Just like a montage oh of gosh. like their lives um, as moms. So funny. Hmm. Well, and, and 
parenthood is so important. It can be exhausting because it's so important. It, yeah. 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 You know, I, I remember... Mother- Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Others that did have careers... Um, that oh yeah, they they needed their jobs to because their sanity to keep their sanity and yeah. I never really understood that but when you until I got into it and then I actually had a job and it's like oh yeah I just get to relax and this is no big deal and mm-hmm. and whatever at work but then you go back home and you have this child's life in your hand mm-hmm. and there's nothing more important and so it's it's not just the physical, it's the emotion and the, you know. When, when, um, I don't know if it was when Karen was little, I think it was maybe when the boys were little, I had someone tell me, you are just in survival mode. That's all you are. (laughs) I mean, when they're babies and all you do is feed them, change them, bathe them, you know, you're just in survival mode. And so I think that's, that's very true when they're young. Mm -hmm. And what I decided is babies and toddlers are, physically exhausting Mm. I mean they just take a lot of energy teenagers are emotionally exhausting Mm. perfect that's what I decided describes Malia with her with her two little ones she's like everything's wrong and everything's on fire like that's (laughs) it's so funny she's like like, one second everything is great and you're like oh I love my life but for the most part everything is wrong and everything's on fire (laughs) and I'm just like well you have a toddler and a newborn so from what I understand parenting sounds about right oh man oh well yeah anything else to add this has been fun Mm. have you guys had fun do you you got through it yeah yeah it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be do you have any questions for them oh Oh, okay I thought of that sooner oh what would I I was like I'm ready let's go I'm ready yeah what what do you think was some of our worst parenting moments and best parenting That's what I told you. Exactly oh. question I, I told you when I had to watch the little Spanish people <laughs> on TV. Or along that same line, what would you different? What would you do differently oh, than I did? Oh, that's a good one. Mm, what would I do differently than you did? Huh? Oh, okay. I got the best. So I'm, okay, I think yeah, one of go. the I think one of the best some of the best things that I'm like, okay, this is what I want to take from the way I was raised, and Brady and I have talked about this and how we want to raise our kids, is one, I want to do, like, family vacations and trips. Mm. And I think it's really important to show them the world and show them, like, cre- like the creation and like also, like, you know, family bonding and all that stuff. And then also I really like how we have, like, family meals together. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people, like, even Brady and I sit down at the table and we rarely ever eat on the couch. And if we do, it's like, we've had a really long day, this is our treat, we're going to watch a show and eat on the couch. It happens, mm-hmm. like, once a month. Um, but we sit down and eat at the table and we pray and then we talk um, and that's our time to catch up. And we always do that as a family, but it's surprising how many people don't do that. Don't do it's that, like, okay, yeah. food's ready and everyone just eats on their own. Right. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like that. And so I, I really like that. That was a really good thing. Um, 
Uh, what else? I don't know. Do you have I anything think, to add right now? Um, kind of along the same lines, you both of our families, which is probably why we got along so well, was you you definitely prioritized family a lot, and we all knew how to to carry on a conversation. You see, so many kids these days, and even people our age, they don't know how to carry on like a. A, a conversation they don't know how to interact with people they don't know they don't know manners type of things and I think I think along those lines you raised us um I don't know if old school is the right word but I feel like like you limited our tv time you you, you kept a cap mm, on we that didn't which, have tv <laughs> which right we didn't have tv I mean we had tvs but we didn't have like cable or anything and then on, you know on the weekend was, we would have family movie night on Friday and we would make pizza you took Things that I didn't even think about, you took time into planning things that were important that forced us to have family time and to have conversation and to have community. And I've definitely taken that into, you know, my adult years of, of this is how you spend time with people. This is how you are intentional about spending time with people. And I think that's something that you taught us, I mean, through our whole lives, like Cameron said, with family meals or, you know, going on vacation or whatever it would be was you have to be intentional about spending time with people and yeah. having good conversations. Like, you might not want, you might not feel like doing it that night, but you need to go do it anyways. Right. Like, how many times were I, like, had homework or wanted to do something, but then we had to go to Awana's, or right. we had to, like, you know? Right. And there's times... Ne- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's times where it's, like, oh, uh, like, I have a lot of homework. I work 5.30 shift in the morning. I don't right. want to go to Bible study, but it's, like, I still have that little voice in my head. Right. Like, when I was growing up, so then I, like, still go, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then once I get there, I love it, and I'm, like, oh, I'm so glad I came. Right. It's well, just getting there. And I think even, I think even, too, um, it's, it's this whole, it's this whole idea of priorities, too. Mm-hmm. It's this whole idea of, like, where are you going to put your priorities? What, what are you going to invest your time in? You know, and, and like you said, Awana, going to church every morning, whatever it happened to be. And I think a big thing, too, was whenever we would ha- want to have a conversation, you never seemed too busy, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I think was really cool. And I even remember one time coming home from youth group and we were really upset about something that hadn't gone down and it was probably like 10 o'clock at night. And this is one, one memory that sticks in my mind. Cameron and I came in and we were both like on the edge of tears and we came in and we sat on Carrie's bed and talked to her for probably about an hour. Do you remember this? No, do you? Uh-uh. We talked for about an hour and then you prayed with us. And, and what, did, what was it about? I don't know. It was, it was about, it was about something that happened in youth group. We had some speaker or something and he said something that really, that really hit us kind of the wrong way and oh. we didn't agree with. And, um, and I remember coming home, coming to your house because we had, um, drove together. So yeah, it was a little later on in high school cause we were in Pearl and, um, sure. yeah, you don't remember this. Okay. No. I swear it happened. I actually know what <laughs> happened. And, um, and I think that was with you too. I mean, how many how many nights around the kitchen table did we stay up to like two in the morning, it, just having a conversation, taking taking that time to to be like, okay, you want to have a conversation about life? Cool. Even if it's gonna last for five hours, and I'm tired and I have to work in the morning or whatever it might be, it's it was important. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that that's something that I really appreciated is that I grew grew up around around people whether it be, you know, my friend's moms or the community at church where, you know, those important conversations, nothing was more important than that. You know, and it still, it seems to still carry over into adulthood because when everybody was home for Christmas, um, well, they're still, they know too, you still don't bring the cell phones 
to right. the table, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever. And then everybody had kind of gotten around the TV quite a bit the one afternoon. I said, guys, you haven't even played a game. We haven't. TV went off, and they've spent the whole rest of the day playing games and stuff. So right. it's it still carries over into adulthood, and it's that. I mean, it's hard to have a relationship with a cell phone and a TV. Right. And that's what life is about: is relationship and, and community. And community, yeah. And um, okay, Jenna jarred my memory about um, for advice for teen years. Mm. I would also say because when they hit those teen years, they start pulling away from. Family time, you know, because yep. like we always prioritize family time mm -hmm. and then they hit those teen years and they don't want family time. They want friend time or they want to be alone or whatever. And I, so I, my piece of advice for parents having teenagers is to know that will come back because mm. now, now when they come home, it's like they do want family time again. Right. So, because you know what? It's not the end of the world. If you listen, mom didn't listen to our last episode, but I know that, did you listen to our last mm -hmm. episode? Just the one with Brady? Um, that was two we, ago. That was two ago. I'm sorry. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish. Um, but I mean, that is you, you, especially growing up with it and then getting out and not having it. You just, I mean, I think that first year I was in Sioux Falls, I was home every other weekend because you do, you miss, you miss that. I mean, we are made, I will say it again and again, we are made for community and connection. And when you don't have that, especially once you have had it, you miss it like no other. And so. So, oh, what were you going to say? You go. No, I was going to go on to another question. I was too. Oh, what was your. I was going to say, what would you do differently? Is that what you were going to say? No. What would you have them. What? what would I have them do differently? Um, I don't know. Do you have something for that? Let me think. I don't know. Oh, be yeah. She is ready with that I'm one. Saying, no, I was sitting right here. No, I, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Like, You know, uh, while you girls are thinking, another piece of advice, too, that I think so many modern parents are making a mistake with is trying to be your child's friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you need to have a loving, kind, you know, fun relationship with your child, but you're the parent. And... Yeah. Parenting has to come above friendship when you're raising these children. And if you do it right, in the end, they will become your best friend. But in the parenting years, you need to be the parent. You, the, we are saying is the inmates are not going to run the asylum. Yeah. You know. The inmates. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I just, there's a kind, loving, respectful way to do it, but... The parents should be in control, and not the children. So, I don't know if this is like the best time to ask this about me right now because I'm at, I don't know, I'm like I'm at a place in my life, I guess, where I'm very thankful for the person that I've become, and I'm, I'm I really like myself. <laughs> like that's not, that's I, great. I, not yeah, like, it not is. in a narcissistic it is. way, but I there was a, definitely a big period in my life where I kind of just like we talked about with Brady where. You kind of blame who you are, your circumstances on other people, whether mm -hmm. it be like your how you were raised or where you live or the people that are around you and stuff. And I'm at that I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, is, is everything rosy and peachy all the time? No, but I really like where I'm at in life, and I like who I've become, and I like the and and I'm thankful for the hardships I've gone through and different stuff like that. Um, oh shoot! And then I did have one thing that I was going to say, and it completely just left here. I got it. I'll, I'll say mine while you say yours. I think I would. I want to be a little bit more, 
I'm a free-spirited parent. I'm a free-spirited But I don't know how easy that'll be because I feel like, and I was the oldest, so I feel like you are like more like, mm, I'm sure like today, for example, as we were recording this, my youngest brother is on his way to Sioux Falls with his friend. And he's like 16. <laughs> oh, quiet. no. 15. Quiet. <laughs> 15. You guys, when I was 15, I couldn't go to pier with a friend. No. But you're a girl. I don't care. Oh, I I <laughs> so could like, not let her go anywhere unless an adult was driving. Yes. Yeah. No. So we, like when we went when we went to take Cameron's senior pictures in Rapid, she and we were even going to be staying at like my grandparents' house and like all oh, this yeah. stuff. She would not let us go. And unless, Cameron was eighteen at the time. <laughs> would not let us go unless our. I was probably seventeen. Came, I was 17. Yeah, probably seventeen. Um, unless unless our doll came away. Yeah. 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 And it's not like she had I to be. That. And it's not like she had to be there for like taking all the photos but she needed to be like along on the trip there right like yep. she needed to be yeah yep. I, I was there out. for the photos though too yeah you weren't there for all of them oh what's nice you were there for I a few i remember going through the pigtails i know and, i've thought it many you know. times because logan has gone to basketball games this yeah. whole year yeah. with just friends and but thought- i will tell you it may not be politically correct but no matter how you get around it parents are more protective of girls than they are of boys and mm. especially if you're the first one. And you were the first one. I was one. the first one. Yeah. I know. I just, Brady and I have, like, talked about different things, and you know he could do anything. Remember yeah. when we were dating? He could oh, do anything you wanted. I hated it. Yes. I hated it. He had no rules, and so yeah. I was the one that was installing so, rules, yeah. and it was a yeah. fight. Yes, yeah. and it was, and so I just remember that always being a thing, and so we were always like, okay, well, we, we, need, to, we need to take a little bit from my mom, and be because your mom was a little too lax. And we take a little bit from her, and because relax the side of my mom that was like too strict, and have a happy combination. And have a happy see how it works out. And see, how many times did you walk in with your friends, and and they could do it, but okay, let's go see what kind of rules we're gonna have with your mom. Right. You know. Well, and what's so funny? You guys were always in cahoots when we were younger. It was. It was. Camera- mo- I remember a movie once. They're like, "What well, yeah. is you gonna let Jenna watch the movie?" Yeah. It was. It was always. Well. Well. What. What does Carrie have to say? What does Carrie have to say about it? Or then Cameron would be like, well, "What. What's your mom saying?" My mom wants to know. What my mom wants to know what your mom is saying. Like, we should have gotten together and been like, about. We should have had you say that my mom right. said it was okay. Right. And- but then they would get together at church the next week and we'd be grounded for the rest That's of our lives. So, <laughs> That's yeah. true. But how many times? Like I said, even your other. You know, well, go out, go ask Jenna's mom if she thinks it's okay. Then I'm sure it's okay, right? Yeah, I you're kind like, of you. Well, you were the high. You, you two were the highest standard. I remember <laughs> if there was ever anything that any of us were ever gonna do, it was well, we have to figure out if Cameron and Jenna can first, like in our group of friends, because yeah. you guys were the highest standard. Yeah, because everyone else a lot of extra pressure. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> what was the other question you were gonna ask? I was well. I was moving on. I was gonna oh. say, um, do you guys want to have big or small families? Oh, I want to have four kids. Well, Brittany, I, well, maybe five. But I was thinking because I want to foreign adopt. It's something I wanted to do since mm. I was little. And um, now he wants to foreign adopt too. I was like asking, like, how many kids do you want? He's like four, and then I want to adopt one. I was like, that's my dream. That's your dream now too. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Oh, so uh, I always think like four or five. But then we are like talking about like how traveling becomes more difficult, but. Yeah. So how about Jenna? Yeah. So you want a big Well, um, first I need to find a boyfriend and um oh, the, and husband, then get married. And then get, yeah. <laughs> yes. But like I, I wanted just everyone to realize just how far away I am from having to make that decision or think about it. But big families are so, so, so fun and I would love to have a big family, but I think that but I honestly don't know I'm I'm just kinda gonna let whatever happens happens. And like that 
Because you don't know the right. new husband what page he's on either. What what page? I'm not getting too attached to any certain idea. Yeah. Like I think that a big family would be fun, but also I'm like, I I have just recently come to be good with kids. Like all through high school, like all of our nieces and nephews loved Serena and Brianna, and they were a lot of fun. But I was kind of like. I wasn't too into it. I was just like, y'all are kind of just annoying and loud. You never really liked to babysit either. Mm -hmm. I never really liked to babysit. It wasn't really my thing. Yeah. Um, And so I would love to have a big family because our family was a ton of fun. And I loved growing up with tons of, you know, built-in friends pretty much. But um, I I don't know. So I wouldn't mind having a big family. But also at the same time, I don't think I would mind having a small also at the same time am I gonna have to adopt you know I don't know like what my health issues will do and stuff for that in that regard too so will I even be able to have kids you know it's kind of I'm kind of as far as kids go I'm not trying to I'm I'm really trying to keep myself from getting attached to any certain ideas because maybe yeah. maybe I'm not even meant to have kids yeah you know Could be. yeah you know I don't know yeah we'll see we'll see maybe I'm not even gonna get married yeah who knows, knows? Um, okay, what's she your... She keeps going. I'm on. This is She's ready. ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite vacation that you guys took as kids? Oh! Hmm. Um, well, we only really took, like... Well, I guess we went to the hills quite often, but our We only, took little jaunts. We took little jaunts. We, we never really do, did, like, vacations. We did a vacations. couple of big vacations. Right. When you guys we did... Out. Alabama, and that was when I was way young, and then we did Texas, and that was also when I was way young, so I can't really remember them, um, but we did do Denver, and we did, um, it was, okay, so growing up, we, our big shebang every year was our parents made, uh, you know, you and dad made our Christmases phenomenal, like, they were so (laughs) magical, our house turned into a Norman Rockwell painting, like, it was incredible and they always had these very thoughtful elaborate gifts and all this stuff and we didn't really do any vacations and birthdays were you know respectfully not small but like small or we never got cars or anything (laughs) and um (laughs) you bought your own cars that was the first thing that came into my mind but um but like Christmas was always the big thing every year and I remember this one year it was kind of like a subpar Christmas like and not saying that you know not saying that in a mean way and we were still grateful for everything we got we we're just like oh it's kind of a little, it was noticeably smaller you know and then at the end of Christmas my dad comes out with matching gifts for everyone and he hands them all out and inside is a Broncos scarf with these little pockets and a Broncos hair bow and then a Broncos ticket in one of the little pockets on the scarf, and a Denver Nuggets ticket in the other little pocket on the oh. scarf. And then he's like, everyone get packed, we're going to go see the Broncos tomorrow. And so we all, Christmas Day, we all got packed, and we loaded up in this, in in our vehicle, and we, we drove to my grandparents' house, and actually took their Suburban, and I remember being stuck in the way back, way back. With, Serena with, the way back. with Serena and <laughs> the my knees. knees were up to my chin <laughs> and my head was bouncing on the top and I was keeping luggage from falling from the back onto me and <clears throat> we 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 went to Denver and we went to the Broncos game we went to the Denver Nuggets game and we went to this like candy factory and we went to um, Casa Bonita and we did all mm. of this just just really fun stuff and my dad and my mom put like a lot and a lot of effort and planning and stuff into it. So that 16th was 16th Street. Yeah, and it was a surprise, which was even like way fun. cooler. They had too. two hours to pack. Yeah, our children have never packed. No, never packed. And my dad's like, and my dad's like, 
and pack life because we're like taking the suburban with the small hatchback and we're like okay cool sounds good so yeah two hours to pack light for like a week oh yeah. my gosh that was a lot of fun but that was my favorite we have done so many trips it is really hard to pick like one okay so i i absolutely loved banff this last year i don't know if that counts because i know that's not childhood but currently that's probably my favorite vacation and I think it also helps because we're all getting older, so I would get along with the boys. It's not like fighting in the oh, car all yeah. the time. But I thought that was super fun. Um, and I loved, oh, I just loved Canada. But I also really liked, uh, was it Mackinac Island? Mm-hmm. That was a really cool one. And I remember really liking that one. Um, and it was just, like, I remember we stayed, didn't we stay in a cabin some during that? Like yes, it was, it was a cabin yeah, but in not, a campground. It was just a yeah, primitive cabin. And I remember that. And I remember, I just remember, like, it's, like, hard. You know how it's kind of hard to remember everything. But I remember really liking that one. And then I also remember going to Kansas City. And it was, like, kind of Christmas time. So it was really pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, Christmas is and so I remember pretty. that one being really magical and really liking that trip, too. But, I mean, I remember Idaho. And I loved Idaho. And um, I, it's, like... I don't know if it's because it's the freshest one in my mind, but, like, Banff. Um, so, like I said, I wasn't a child, but that was, like, my most favorite family vacation I can think of right now. But, but I don't know. Kansas City is beautiful. That was We've really been to Kansas fun. City a few times. And that's what the whole joke started with Dad saying, um, what do you call Sephora? Oh, Sephora? Sephora. Sephora. So now it's an entire joke where I was like, there's Sephora. He was, <laughs> he was trying to call us our our driver from the hotel. From the bus, because they yeah. did like a, they, they, it was free. Yeah, they, they would just, come pick us oh. up. And he's like, we're standing outside Sephora. <laughs> and we're like, no! <laughs> Sephora. <laughs> yeah. Oh and there's That's just, hilarious. there's, I don't know how, but there's always like inside jokes on family vacations that then get dragged into your entire like life. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And like things just keep, like there's other things that have said and now we just all say them to him. Yeah, oh, and poor Jay gets locked out a lot because, of course, we understand all the girl lingo and the girl shops and the girl whatever, and he tries to fit in, and it just gets hysterical it's just so sometimes. Funny. Oh my oh, goodness, bless so his heart. Yeah. So, what was it like? Brady was going up a hill this last time. He was driving, and Dad's like, "Gotta be easy on the engine there," or something <laughs> like that. And Brady was <laughs> just going up the hill. But he had to, like, push, put down on the gas a little bit to get up the hill. And um, my parents had, like, a newer vehicle, so he was, like, babying it. And Caitlin from the back seat, well, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, ever since then, like, it just, like, we, we made my dad apologize. Like, we all just, like, it's kind of attacked him. And then, like, I don't know if it's later in the he's, day. He's very hard on anybody who drives because he yeah. wants to be the one driving. And so, oh, like, the next, I don't know if it was that night or the next day, he's like, I'm sorry, Brady. <laughs> and so now I, like, give Brady a hard time. Like, remember that one time my dad yelled at you? Like, he didn't actually, you know. Yeah. Brady's like, I don't even think twice about it until Caitlin said, that was kind of rude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, geez. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I would th- say one of our, one of my, like, favorite, um, road trip memories I don't we were always driving everywhere but oh, yeah. like there's always it, it was never um it was never like a quote-unquote vacation Vacu- we did vacation things but there's always a reason we were going, going. somewhere you know right. we went to Kansas a lot and all that stuff but in our because younger that's where your sister right, went to college went to college and stuff but in our younger years we had this van and we had this um we had this tape and <laughs> it played bird dog like it the was song an Everly Brothers, Everly Brothers song, and it was called Bird Dog. It's an old. 
Yeah, and every and every time we would get in the car, and I, I kid you not, my dad would have not even put the car in drive yet, and we would be screaming from the back, play the bird dog song, play the bird dog song! <laughs> and, yep, and then the other, and then one time we were all together, I think it was in Kansas City, and um, we were reminiscing, all of us girls together, all of us sisters, and someone pulled it up on their phone, and all of a sudden, we were all just talking, and we heard the bird dog song start playing. And I... And I don't think that any of us had, because then the tape got stuck in our old van, because that player, and it was ruined, and that was probably when I was like Well, and y'all started seven, singing. maybe? Just, I mean. Right. And right. Then, and so we hadn't heard it probably for 10 years, and all of a sudden, it started playing, and we all were like, just walking, everyone probably thought we were nuts, but walking down the street, and... In Kansas City, singing the Bird Dog song with Everly Brothers. <laughs> and then a couple of years ago, your dad gave you all um, CDs of yep. the Everly Brothers with Everly the Bird Dog song uh, on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And then my dad would always sing us the um, the Boy Scout song, you know, like... Um, the Titanic The song. Titanic song. Yeah. And what, like, I'm so sick of Boy Scout life. Oh, yeah. Gee, Mom, I, I want to go. go. And there's so know. many different verses. Yeah, there's so many different And then verses. how you get into heaven. Like, um, the, the biscuits that they have here, they say, are mighty fine, but one rolled off the table and killed a friend of mine. Oh, I don't want no more of Boy Scout life. He, and he knew all the verses, and he would just sing them and sing them and sing them on these road trips. And I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure he started making making up the verses at some point in time, but... Well, I fell in love with Dad for singing when he was singing in the shower house at Girl Scout song. He'd say he'd go to his showers at night, and it was a, a, a cinder block mm-hmm. shower house with no roof, but it was like ten feet tall. Yeah. But so you could hear anything that was going on in there. And he would sing every night. We learned this, so us girls would go sit outside the shower house and listen to him sing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's kind of cute. Okay, so you are asking us all this different advice. Oh my! What kind of advice would you have? To say someone just getting going in high school. Oh, oh! First off, I would say save me your money. Yes, spending your money on all the stuff you think is important in high school is not important at all. Mm-mm. Save your money. It's not. <laughs> um, so you can actually do the fun stuff in college. Um, or go to college. Or, or go, go to, to college. college. <laughs> yes. Or not go to college and go or do have whatever. Or payment for an apartment or something. Or like anything. Yeah, yeah, I'd say save your money. Also. Don't sweat the petty things and don't mm. pet the sweaty things. Don't <laughs> pet- what? <laughs> exactly. Well put. Well put. <laughs> I like the... Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's that. Um, <laughs> what? Your mother came up out of her seat. Oh, what no. else? That was hilarious. <laughs> that's, a, that's something Brady... I did not see where that was going. And then, it went, <laughs> then I'm like, oh my gosh, that was good. That's something Brady always tells me. He's like, don't sweat the petty things. <laughs> And don't, and then he says the other part. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also say, like, when going into college, I absolutely do not regret our semester abroad, and it was a lot of money. Mm. But mm. do not let the money or the fear of, like, I wouldn't just say studying abroad, of doing the things um, that put you out of, like, do those things that get you out of your comfort zone. Mm. Like, yep. studying abroad was, like, the best thing ever, and now it's, like, in my blood, and I want to go everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't worry about those things. Like, just go do them. It, you'll figure it out as you go. Um, advice I would give to someone going to high school. It's okay to change your mind. That's something that I would say because this is the thing. I feel like a lot of people going into high school, it's like you finish high school, you go to college, you do A, B, and C. This is how it goes. Um, don't be afraid to go against the grain. Don't be afraid to go with the grain. You don't – I feel like 
I feel like something that I did was I set expectations for myself and expectations are good, but then realizing it's okay to change your mind. Um, it's okay to have 20 different plans and have all 20 plans fall through and then to go with your 21st plan. It's okay to change your mind and to want to do something different than you wanted to do last week. And I think, and don't be embarrassed about changing your mind. Don't be embarrassed about, yeah, my plan for the past year has been to go to college and then all of a sudden it comes down where, you know, rubber meets the road and all of a sudden you don't want to go to college. That's fine. It's, a, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind about things. Um, um, every little thing is not the end of the world. Um, something I would definitely, like you said, don't sweat the small stuff, but seriously, you guys, um, I've said this before, but there is so much grace for the missteps. Don't overanalyze every little move you make. Don't overanalyze every little thing you say. It's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a it, it will wreak havoc on your emotions. It will wreak havoc on your relationships. Don't. I wish. I wish. I would have known. Not just known that, but been been someone who would listen to that kind of advice when mm -hmm. I was younger because I did have older sisters who. Were, you know, and my mom who would say a lot of the same stuff, and I'd be like, no, no. you yeah. know, it's your natural personality. I don't listen to anything, right? And that's also my natural personality. I don't listen to anyone because mm. I know everything. That's that's, true that's something that my mom wanted to say when she said the, what was the hardest part of raising me. But she's like, <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm like, I mean, I know it's true. I know it's true. I mean, I have a, I'm a very headstrong person, and I think what I think. But um, yeah, I would say, don't overanalyze everything. It's okay to change your mind, and there is grace for the missteps, even if the choice you make is the wrong one. Hmm. There you like go. It. Also, don't be afraid to, like, have those relationships with people. Like, you might have your friend group be like, oh, I want to be friends with this person, too. Like, go be friends with them. Right. Or, like, there's lots of opportunities to meet other people from other towns. Yeah. And don't be afraid. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that's something, like, I was looking at people last night, and there was, like, um, some people from another town sitting in the student section. I was like, I never would have gone to another town's gate and sat in the student section. But like, I just thought wasn't I wasn't comfortable in going out and like meeting people and like when there was like events, like state different state events and stuff. I right. just stayed with like my town and my people. But right. like, don't be afraid to like branch out. And I think that's something um, I've been trying to do more now in college. Is like branch right. out more. Um, yeah. So don't be afraid to um, go make those friendships. I guess. Yeah. Um, something else. Old people are the coolest. If you have the opportunity to sit down with someone who's older, like whether it be your grandparents, your aunt and uncle, your friend's mom, your friend's dad, whatever. If you have an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with an old person, older person, yeah. do it. Do it. Old people are awesome. They have so much wisdom to impart. And I wish that that's something I would have. I wish I would have had like a lot more. That's if that's gonna be a next question. That's one of my biggest regrets in life is not having more conversations with my grandpa before he died. Mm -hmm. And so, if you still have those older people in your life, sit down and have a conversation with them. Ask them, ask them anything. They're they're ready to talk. They're ready to tell you. They're just they're just waiting. That is one thing that really has blessed me is seeing my kids' relationship with their grandparents, mm -hmm. even when they thought I was stupid and dorky. Yep. Their grandpa and grandma could do nothing wrong, and they thought they were the best things in the world. And, and I mean, grandpa and grandma were cool, even when I was dumb. <laughs> so you liked that yourself? Yeah, it was just, it was neat to see the respect yeah. and the love that you had for them, mm -hmm. and, and you never thought they were s stupid. Yeah. I mean, right. you loved everything that they did. Right. I feel yeah. like I still do, but sometimes I'm yeah. like, oh, grandma, you're a little ditzy. 
But it's, but it's funny. But you love it. Oh, yeah. You love that. I love it. Yeah. 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 I do the same thing. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Good thoughts. Anything Anything else? else? Yeah. Any last sayings? Hmm. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. We loved having you guys. Yeah. This has been really fun. Really it has, yeah. It, it's been fun. Was it, was it as <laughs> nerve-wracking as you thought it was going to be? Well, I'm still shaking, but um, it's a lot easier and a lot more natural than I thought it was yes. going to be. Yeah. And, get, and I have enjoyed it, yeah. We make it, we, we just make it into a conversation. So. Yeah, yeah. And, Over and a cup of coffee. We really didn't say anything negative about you girls or call you Hitler or anything like that either. So... Just, yeah, just that's right. Jen. That's yeah. right. We have some things to get back at. I, I forgot that's about why Jenna, that. That's why Jenna we, wanted to do this episode, and you guys haven't really been have mean. Yeah, you guys haven't been mean. I'm like, I'm like, this is your chance to get back at us. <laughs> I guess we're just too nice. Jenna. I guess I are. we have matured. We, nice. we don't have that mean bone in our body <laughs> like you do. <laughs> or you got it all out when you were, you know. Um, dictating our actions <laughs> as children. Yeah. Making us pick up the toys. <laughs> and if you take the shoes to the bedroom, one pair counts as one. You can't count I'm, each individual I'm just, shoe. I'm just saying, Jenna, that system works really well. Because, like, if you at the end of the day say pick up everything, they don't want to do it. Right. But if throughout the day you say pick up five things, and they're like, oh, that's not so bad. Right. You no. just wait. Someday you're okay. going to use that. I probably will. <laughs> you're right. I am going to use that. I am going to use that. And I have to say, um, part of the reason I'm like, well, Cameron said something kind of mean about my mom. And I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, is there anything kind of, I'm like, is there anything that Carrie ever did that bothered me? And they're like, yes, there is. <laughs> what did I say mean about your mom? Oh, so many things. That you were, that you were scared of her. That you were scared of her. Oh, my I was, housekeeping. Oh, what? <laughs> that wasn't on a podcast. So oh, that was now the world knows. Oh, now no. the world knows. Cameron comes in and and uh, for like the first month that she was spending weekends with me, I would like clean my apartment immaculately every time before she would come, and I would make sure there was plenty of clean towels and all this stuff. And then after that, I was like, "This is dumb. I'm not doing that anymore." <laughs> and um and I mean, anyone who knows me knows that my house, my apartment, is a mess quite often. And um, it's some, one of my New Year's resolutions to be like more tidy and organized. I'm working on it, okay. And um, Cameron comes in and she's like, "Don't take this the wrong way, but I just, I just love coming to your apartment because it's so funny to me. You make messes the same way your mom makes messes." <laughs> and I'm like, huh? "What does that even mean?" She's like, "Well, you know, like everything will be clean, but there'll be like this little thing happening over here and like this little thing happening <laughs> over here." And I'm like, "Thanks." Like it's the same. Like it's like it's like the things you prioritize to pick up are the same things like that your mom would prioritize to be picked up. Versus like like, it's okay if the laundry isn't done, but like I want all of my all my um like dishes to be done. Yeah, like or like just like things like that. But I remember when I got there, it was that you had a. I think you had done, like, some baking thing, and it was, like, a mess or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, your mom will lots of have messes because she's baking. And, like, it's All just, right. like, you know, like, just that kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. it wasn't mean. It wasn't mean. <laughs> All right, kids, we are need to wrap this up right <laughs> now. Because my dad just got home, and he's like, why we are they still recording? get to say anything mean. So. Next time. Next time. So, thanks for listening to another episode. Well, is that okay? Can I just end it now? Well, I mean, you like you just start. No, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Thanks for well, everybody. Everybody, say bye. 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 Thanks for listening.
two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.